My grandfather had a sweet tooth. He loved desserts of all shapes and sizes. He was the sort of grandfather that any grandson would love to have because he believed that a trip to Dairy Queen was always in order. One of his favorite lunchtime delights was a peanut butter and banana sandwich, a love he passed along to his son, my father. I remember standing in his kitchen watching my grandfather and my father make and devour peanut butter and banana sandwiches, washing them down with a glass of cold milk. They always offered me one, too, but when I asked for mine, I asked for it with one alteration. No mayonnaise. (laughs) They loved peanut butter, banana, and mayonnaise sandwiches. Now, I can hear from your groans that you're not convinced. Everyone knows that peanut butter and bananas go together, but the thought of adding mayonnaise to that sandwich made my young stomach turn in knots. Those forebears tried to convince me that you can hardly taste the mayonnaise. It's more for texture than for anything else, they said. It only adds a little zing to the sandwich, but I was not convinced. Your loss, they said, which was fine by me. But I was curious. I didn't want them to know, so I waited until no one was looking and snuck back into the kitchen with a half-eaten sandwich and spread just the tiniest bit of mayonnaise on one side, not much, just a little sheen on top of the peanut butter. And you know what? It was as good as they had said. You really can't taste the mayonnaise. It's just for texture. It adds a little zing. I rushed to tell them what I had done, to tell them how wonderful it was, and they just laughed and said, we told you so. (laughs) Now, I take real delight in seeing other people's reactions when I tell them that mayonnaise belongs on a peanut butter and banana sandwich, and your groans, your disbelief, is not all that surprising. Why would anyone believe that mayonnaise belongs on a peanut butter and banana sandwich. Those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life, for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, will save it. Yeah, right. Who says so? Jesus asks us to believe the impossible. He asks us to believe that two things which surely do not go together belong side by side, that losing our life in order to find our life makes sense in the way of God. Jesus asks us to trust that giving up everything in this life is the only way that we will find a full and abundant life in the world that waits for us. Jesus invites us to stake our very lives on that proposition that only those who die for his sake will be raised to eternal life. And Jesus expects us to take him at his word. But how are we supposed to believe that? We can't take a bite and spit it out. We can't dip our toe into the water to see whether we really want to jump all the way in. Martyrdom isn't something you can try on for size. How are we supposed to believe 
to believe that it is only by giving up everything that we can find a life of true meaning. How? By walking beside Jesus one day at a time. For the second week in a row, our gospel lesson portrays a moment of temptation following a moment of clarity. Last week, after Jesus was baptized and heard God proclaim him as God's beloved son, he was led out into the wilderness where he was tempted by Satan. This week, in the verses right before today's gospel reading, Jesus asked the disciples whom they thought he was, and Peter the first person to acknowledge it out loud said, you are the Christ. No sooner did those words come out of Peter's mouth and Jesus began to explain what it means that he is the Christ, that because of that, he must be rejected, killed, and buried. And on the third day raised again, Peter was overcome with his own temptation. He pulled Jesus aside and rebuked him as God's anointed. There is no way that that terrible fate could happen to you, he said to his master. But Jesus called out Peter for what it was, for the temptation it represented. Get behind me, Satan. Nowhere else in all of Scripture is a human being likened to an embodiment of Satan. That's how wrong Peter's statement was. Like Peter, we can acknowledge that Jesus is the Christ, the Anointed One, without actually understanding what that means. We can say that Jesus is the one who came to save God's people from their sins, without believing that the way of our salvation must be the way of suffering, rejection, and death. Because who believes that those two things could ever go together? The truth is that we cannot follow Jesus unless we're willing to walk down a road that doesn't lead to comfort, success, or prosperity. Because Jesus doesn't ask us simply to admit who he is, to call him the Christ, but he asks us to take up our cross in order that we might follow him. And following him is how we learn to believe in him. Peter recognized Jesus, but Peter didn't know yet what it meant to believe in him, to believe that the way of the cross is the way of eternal life. This is the principal teaching that Jesus brings to the world, and it is a teaching that we can only learn by walking beside him on the road that leads to Jerusalem. In order for Jesus' cross to become our cross, we must learn how to deny ourselves. But such self-denial, R.T. France writes, is on a different level altogether from giving up chocolates for Lent. It means more than denying something to ourselves. It means denying the self itself. The invitation Jesus gives to his disciples is one that will cost them their lives. But by yielding their lives back to God, that's the only way that they will learn what it means to find eternal life, a lesson they can only learn walking beside Jesus. It's okay if you're not ready to die for Jesus' sake. Peter and the other disciples weren't ready for that either. But they knew 
that Jesus was the one worth following, that if they followed him, he would lead them to eternal life. And what they discovered by following him was not only that the way of Christ is the way of the cross, but also that by losing themselves to the way of the cross is the only way that they can find true life. And the same is true for us. The only way that we can find a life worth living is actually by giving up the life we know. And every step we take with Jesus is a step toward embracing that counterintuitive truth. Faith isn't a binary issue, on or off, black or white. Faith is an orientation. Believing in God isn't a question of whether you think that God exists. It's a question of the extent to which you will allow God and God's promises to shape your life. There are plenty of people who say that they believe in God, by which they mean that they are willing to give their intellectual assent to the proposition that the creator of all things exists. And they might even be willing to go on to say that the incarnate Son of God, Jesus, was crucified, dead, buried, and raised on the third day. But you cannot believe that the death of Jesus is the means by which God reconciles the world to God's self. You cannot believe that Jesus' resurrection is God's ultimate victory over evil and death unless you are willing to give up your life for the sake of Jesus and for the sake of the gospel. Because if the way of the cross is the only way that leads to eternal life, then losing our life is the only way we will ever find it. The good news is, you don't have to understand where Jesus is leading you in order to follow him. But don't be surprised when following him leads you to places of real sacrifice and true hardship. Don't be surprised that walking beside Jesus will teach you how to lose your life for the sake of what God is doing in the world. Of this transforming journey, R.T. France writes, The road to Jerusalem will be the classroom in which we begin to learn this radical new ideology of the kingdom of God. Whether we realize it or not, as we walk toward the cross that awaits Jesus, we are also walking toward our own death. The death we die with him is our death to the ways of this world, a death we must endure so that we can be raised with him to the new and abundant life of the world to come. There is no other way to know the goodness that awaits us than to experience death in this world. So make no mistake, this journey will cost you your life. But the one beside whom you walk is the one who will show you that this journey is the only path that leads to new and abundant life. Thanks be to God. Amen.